the, when I was, uh, uh, let's say, right after college, uh, I was home. Uh, I was working in Chicago, and I was home uh, visiting my parents, and we were sitting around the kitchen table talking. And, and this is a, a, a brief time in my life where I wasn't taking my faith as seriously as I should have, and all the things that happen consequently when you're not doing that and not living the life like you're supposed to, I suppose. And, and, I, and somehow it came up and I made a joke out of it in front of my parents. And they, they didn't think it was very funny. And, and you know, there was a little bit of silence there. And, and uh, you know, my, my dad um, said, you know, Danny, um, you know, your, your mom and I worked really hard to live our faith in a way that's attractive and joyful and substantial and impactful. Um, you know, we've worked hard to be good role models for you in that regard, taking you to Mass, all six of you every week, and, and uh, you know, sending you to Catholic schools and all this stuff. And, and, uh, and he stopped, and, or she stopped, and, and, and then he said, uh, with you, um, we don't see it. And, and I, and that was a moment of grace because I, I think, you know, being a young man and your parents challenge you, you, you get a little defensive. And I didn't. I, I just sat there and, and I, I just stopped and I thought, you know what, they're right. Um, I was ready to hear that. And for whatever it was, as I said, it was a moment of grace that I was open, but also that my parents would actually speak to me this way and with love. It wasn't, they weren't yelling or anything, they were just saying, this is what we see. And they wanted to share it with me. And uh, I listened. And I, and I also realized that it was uh, something that was already present in my consciousness, that something wasn't right. Huh? That there was something going on in my life that just didn't feel like it was supposed to, it felt off. Uh, I was missing something, and that was, that's what it was. You know, uh, I, I had begun to forget who I was. And what am I? What are you? What are we together? We are Christians. And that comes with consequent responsibilities. It's not just a cultural, social title. It's an it's a existential reality that you and I have been given that we're supposed to, to live. And when we don't live it, something feels different. It feels strange. It's off. You can argue your, the point all you want, but it's true. When you live in a way that is not in accord with who you are, things just aren't the way they're supposed to be. And deep down, if we're honest with ourselves, we, we, we know it, huh? We know it. So here's the thing. Uh, we're Christians. We're baptized. We're given a whole life that is a part of who we are, that dictates how we live our life. And when we don't follow that, it just, it, it feels strange. When we don't live out our true identity, we just know that something isn't right. And we're given that life in baptism, and we exercise that life with the fruits of the cross, which is the Eucharist. We're sustained in it. 
This is, this is the reality. You know, last night on Story in the Pot, I don't know if any of you guys ever watched that, but you know, we always come up with some questions. And one of the questions that uh, Father Jack came up with last night, uh, we have a board that's behind the camera and we read the questions often. And he, and he said, uh, the question he had was, what is your greatest fear in ministry? And I gave an answer last night when we were talking on, on, on the program. And, but then later I was saying, what am I really afraid of? If I look at my ministry, what, what, what scares me the most? Uh, and this is, this is what scares me. That we live in an age that is becoming increasingly secularized. And, and we made it very easy for people to leave the church during this time. And, and we're also making it somewhat complicated and difficult to come back. And I know that the reality is that we have to follow the protocols and that's all fine. But my fear is this, that the, the folks who aren't coming back, who could, I'm not talking about uh, the, the people that the dispensation truly applies to, which is the elderly, the sick, the compromised, those who are genuinely fearful of the virus in a significant way, not just like I'm a little uneasy. Well, I'm uneasy when I go into Target, but I go, right? And it's, it's for the folks who have been not coming who could, should, and aren't, who for a while they were watching it on their screens at home, and who likes doing that? It's weird, isn't it? Did any of you really enjoy that? It was, it was odd. So it's good to be here, but for those who didn't like watching it on, on the screen, like none of us did, but instead of coming back, just stopped doing it altogether. And here's my fear. That their, their gaze has been shifted to, let's say, other things. And that they have lost touch with who they truly are as children adopted in baptism, which is what we celebrate today, the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan by John, who sanctifies the waters of baptism, not because he needs it, but we do, and the life of that baptism, which is sustained in the Eucharist. Can any of you say, make an argument to me, that that doesn't matter? That I would posit that if we, even if we don't realize it, the Eucharist changes us significantly. Every time we come to Mass and receive Jesus, we are reaffirmed in our true identity. We are reestablished in who we are, in our knowledge of ourselves. I know who I am. Because every week I am reminded that I have been baptized, I am fed by Jesus, and then I stand and I profess my faith. That matters. And when we don't have this, we forget who we are and our gaze shifts to the world which cannot save us. Huh? Something doesn't feel right. How many of our brothers and sisters out there right now who have been away from, from the Mass since June or since COVID started in March have not been back, don't plan to come back, and there's something gone, going on in their life and it just doesn't feel right? Things are off. What is it? I am, I am forgetting who I am. And so I am forgetting how to live my life as a Christian. To, you know, today, you go, to, you go to look at Genesis first. 
in Genesis, uh, God speaks his word, the word is carried over the water by the spirit, and, and that where that word passes over comes about creation. That, that rock, that first rock that comes up out of the water is Eden, is the sanctuary, is the temple of God's creation, wherein Adam is given his work to do with God, who shares it with him. And that intimacy, that friendship between God and us and, and Adam was profoundly pure and infinitely good. Now, somewhere along the line, Adam got into his head that, you know, what about this stuff over here? Why, why can't I do it my way? Or I'm supposed to keep Satan out of my sanctuary and Satan's scary and if I do that, he's going to like kill me and if, I, if I'm killed, then that's the end of it. Which was a misreading of God's love for him, a mistrust of God's care because God had made him immortal. So if Adam was killed by the devil, the, the, the father would have raised him up. You see? So we've carried that burden all the way through history. That act of the Trinity, the Father speaking, the Son, the Word carried over the water by the Holy Spirit, and what comes about? Creation. So Jesus now is going to do it over. What we have with the baptism of Jesus is, a, is cre creation part two. Because God speaks His Word, the Word is carried by, by the Spirit who descends upon Jesus, who comes up out of the water, the primordial chaos and terror, he comes up out of it as the, as the new Eden, the new sanctuary, the new temple, the new creation. Behold my son in whom I am well pleased. What God is doing for us is giving us access to the means to become a new creation, where we overcome our sinfulness and where we overcome death, which we cannot get anywhere else but here. What did we hear in Mark last Friday? It's, it's the water, it's the spirit, it's the blood. Jesus' ministry begins at the baptism with the spirit and the water. Jesus' public ministry ends at the cross with the blood and the spirit. And we get to partake of both through baptism and the, and the Eucharist. God has reestablished us into his family through adoption, through the action of grace that we receive in baptism and is held and strengthened for us every time we come to Mass and receive the Eucharist. And in that, we are constantly reminded of who we are, and in knowing who we are, we know what to do, which is to live our faith with trust and joy, knowing that it is the thing, not one of many things. We have so much fear and anxiety in our world today, so much anger, so much confusion, so much separation and division, Nothing out there is going to fix it. What is the world, the flesh, and the devil? The scripture tells us. It is the last gasp of a defeated enemy. The devil has been defeated. The world is his for a time. So why do we throw in with him and the world thinking that's where our problems are going to be solved? No president, no Congress uh, is going to save my life. No, nothing I do by my, own, by my own lights, is going to change the world into the new creation, the new Eden, the new temple that God calls us to make where we live and have influence. It's only here, in this house, through this adoption, through this baptism, through this Eucharist. And we 
are made a new creation, to witness with joy and hope and optimism how our faith makes a difference in our lives. And every time I go to Mass and receive the Eucharist, I am strengthened in that reality and in that power. I sit with my parents at the kitchen table and I see how gracefully, peacefully, not perfectly, they lived their Catholic life and raised their Catholic kids not perfectly, but it was with confidence and joy and, in a, and shown in a way where everybody could see that the reason why they did what they did and could do what they do is because of this and this every week. What's my greatest fear? People are forgetting that. What's your job? Remind them. You do it with joy. You do it with confidence. You don't beat anybody over the head. You just live your life the way you're supposed to live it, confidently with joy as a Christian who knows who they are and knows what they're supposed to do. Do it. Yeah. Don't we all want everybody back? The ones who should. And don't we know that by having them here with us, we're better, but their lives are better too? The answer's not out there. It's never been out there. That's why you're here. Whether you know it or not, that's why you're here. Stay here. Live here. Live between the font and the altar. Share your joy and your confidence uh, with your family, your kids, your siblings, your parents, the people with whom you work, and your friends. Your witness might be the very thing that from all eternity God has chosen to be the one thing that in this one person's singular life was going to make the difference. You guys are awesome. Thank you for being here. Thanks for being members in this parish. Thanks for your generosity. Just thank you in this difficult time for choosing to be in the one place that's going to save your life. Amen? All right. Awesome. Let's stand and pray.